Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request and I am your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode eight. We sit down with my friend, Jeff. Uh, You guys, what a crazy week it has been. Thank you so much uh, to everybody that has been supporting the show. And we got a, a crazy shout out this week from Chris Hardwick on his podcast, ID10T, which I have been listening to Chris Hardwick Hardwick for uh, years. He was the first podcast I ever found, and uh, I'm so excited. That was a crazy thing to wake up to on a Monday morning. And uh, you guys, though, the the listeners and the people that sit across from me at this table and tell me their stories, those are the people that I get the most support from because uh, those are the people that are really impacted by this, and I, I appreciate Every last one of you guys, thank you so much. Everyone that has reached out, it means the world. Um, if you want to reach out externally, please go to iTunes and leave a leave a review for the podcast. Five stars is always preferred. Um, if, if it's less than five stars, reach out to me first and I will try to sway you. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at friendrequestpod or you can follow on Twitter friend request jl no not or and how about that you can follow everywhere we don't have a snapchat or a whatsapp or a kick people still use that um i'm old i hope you guys enjoy this episode with jeff we cover a lot of good topics and i had a lot of fun talking with him so without further ado I can turn us up in the editing process. Um, yeah. So, well, thanks for coming over and doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've known you, well, I knew you in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think we <laughs> talked for almost two decades. Well, Were you at the reunion? Yeah, there was the reunion. Yeah. And then we ran into each other at a coffee uh, shop. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, love at third sight. It's third sight. That's what <laughs> um, I was. I was reminiscing about high school. And we just brought this up, but so you, you played, what did you play? You played an instrument. Yes. It was a saxophone. You played sax, uh, with Annie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that a special, like a specific band? So um, I know there was like, you know, there's jazz band and there's concert band. So I was in the jazz band, but oh. in order to be in the jazz band, which that's really all I had interest in, um, they forced you to be in all the other bands. Okay. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> comply with that. Fair enough. Yeah. And the only one that really rubbed me was, um, well, not rubbed, but I didn't have a lot of fun doing marching band. That just wasn't my thing. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so I, I skipped out on a lot of those things. And Jazz band, you get like a bass player and drums and shit, and yeah. like a, a kit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, guitar? Yeah, Vince Baker was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Fitzgerald played bass. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can get into that. Um, that's I'm excited about this because... There's not a whole lot more I know, but your wife is one of my PAs. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, didn't know that for a long time. I didn't know that. So yeah. she's. Uh, I typically see English, so she's doing a good job she's keeping with that HIPAA. privacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, why do I know that last name? I had to, I had to do a Facebook stock. This was years ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. So I wanted to, I wanted to go back in time <laughs> where it all began. Okay. Uh, you were born. Yes. Mom and dad. Uh-huh. You have siblings? Oh, yeah. How many siblings? Three. Three I'm siblings. The, I'm the oldest of three. Ooh, oldest. Mm-hmm. See, we might not get along. <laughs> my, my brother's the oldest, so we don't get along very well. Um, 
so how what do your mom and dad do when you're born um mom was a stay at home okay and she was pretty much until uh, all the kids were out of the house and she needed something to do <laughs> i was raised blue collar my dad was a machinist um, worked for a couple tool and die places and then eventually um when i roughly when we started high school he ended up at ford and he finished his career there last year you grew up in clarkston yeah born in clarkston uh-huh okay yeah Born and die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Grand Blank, but I'll try to move back to yeah. die. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. Um, how far apart are your siblings and you? So there's me. Yeah. And then four and a half years later, my sister was born. Okay. And then about 22 months later, my other sister was born. So they're Two very sisters. Close. Yep. So did you feel like the protective older brother growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only I was allowed to mess with him. Um, and then yeah. we had a, a younger brother. He was, um, he's 11 years younger than me. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was basically raised by girls. Okay. Yeah. He was, uh, he's just happened maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was an accident. <laughs> I didn't want to say yeah, that. That was, uh, um, was a 10 year old condom and a bottle of wine. <laughs> both of those in my pocket right now. <laughs> um, so you guys, you were never in school with any of your siblings then. Right? No. Mm -mm. Except maybe what fifth grade kindergarten or something. <laughs> Perhaps, but I don't yeah, not high school yet. or anything. No. So did you childhood pretty much normal? Oh yeah, normal childhood. Run of the mill. Yeah, the, the old stereotypical childhood. <laughs> Dad went to work, uh, worked forty hours or yeah. overtime, or whatever. Came home. I ran around with the neighborhood kids. Um, learned bad things from friends, older brothers. Yeah. Um, Parents still together? Yeah. Congrats. Oh, thank you. That's, for that, nothing I to guess, do with yeah. me. I mean, <laughs> you didn't raise so much hell that they're like, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fuck them up. Too bad. Good. Yeah. That's good. Um, what's, uh, what's high school like and what do you do after high school? Do you go right into college? High school was as, as normal as can be, right? Like okay. I, I wasn't, obviously I wasn't, wasn't in a, a popular clique or yeah. I wasn't, um, like depressed all through high school. So <laughs> neither think, one of the extremes. Correct. So that's yeah, I, I just, I floated right through high school. Do you have a small group of friends, an intimate group of friends, or were you kind yeah, of floating around everywhere? Yeah, I don't think that's any different than it is today. I had a, a pretty close um, group of friends, a lot of acquaintances. Like, I, I yeah. tried to know as many people as I possibly could, but the people I considered friends were people I could probably count on one hand, maybe two. Okay. Um, when you leave, do you go to college right away mm -hmm. after high school? Where do yeah. you go to college? Western Michigan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good times at Western. Oh, uh, yes. That's all I'm going to say right now. That's where everybody goes, right? <laughs> that's, you know, I... Uh, when I was a senior, and then maybe I guess when I was a freshman freshman in college, I say loosely because I went to OCC for like three months and then okay. just stopped going. Um, <laughs> I had to pick back up on that later in my life. But I would go out to Western. I would <laughs> I would drive out to Western and then drink at my buddy's place out there when he was a freshman sophomore there. And then I'd drive home on Sunday. And that that was, sounds about right. That was a regular thing for me. Yeah, it didn't take much. No. Um bad decisions back then but that's okay uh what do you go to school for engineering did you know right away like that's what i want to go for yeah and then i knew right away that's not what i wanted to okay. do. <laughs> tell me about that um i was accepted to michigan tech drove up there didn't mm -hmm. want to make that drive again because well, that's that's like top of the up right yeah 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 that's like almost to the key yeah it's like the base of the anyway um didn't like that so i i decided western was where i wanted to go um I was very, very, like, in a bubble, sheltered from my parents in high school. So I got to Western, and it was wild, wild time for Jeff. Um, and that didn't work out too well for engineering classes. Yeah. Did you do anything, like, are you talking about drinking and stuff? Did you do any of that in high school? or 
I did. Yeah. I did. But um, it was one of those things where you had to, to drink like in a field or at someone else's house yeah. and then find a way to get home. Yeah. Because um, heaven forbid you call and say, Mom, I've been drinking. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to find my, fun to, my friend to drive me home drunk. <laughs> right. Right. Or do it yourself and yeah. then learn how stupid that was. Yeah. But, those are fun lessons. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, partying got the better of me my freshman year. Um, and I, it wasn't an issue, but I went to, to Western. I was the first kid ever in my family to go to college. Okay. And I mean, take that back generations. So oh, wow. um, my parents were super proud of that. They sent me and they gave me all the money I could possibly need. So pretty much it was an unlimited meal plan. And then I want to say like $200 a week spending cash. And that was a lot of money. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I got... It's like more than I was making at 18 years old. <laughs> hammered quite often. <laughs> um, yeah, and it reflected in my grades. So yeah. <clears throat> um, went back for my sophomore year, switched to the business school, uh, met my current wife, and then was immediately academically dismissed from Western. Oh. Yeah, and that was that was a gut punch, right? Did you, so you got there, you were that was getting paid for. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you're not holding up your end of this bargain. Yeah, when I showed up um, on their porch with all my stuff and said I can't go back to school, money was done. Yeah. They were like, you can live in the basement or in your bedroom if yeah. you want to, but figure this out. How'd mom and dad take that? Oh, they hated it. So my dad <laughs> bought a, a Western Michigan Dad t-shirt uh, when he moved me in my freshman year. Oh, uh, yeah. He gave it back to me. Ouch. Yeah, he said, I guess I don't need this anymore. Yeah. So, so you're back home with your sisters. Yeah, back home in with... high school. Exactly. One, two yep. of them are in high school at this point? Maybe just one? Probably just one. one or two it doesn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't i'll get the calculator <laughs> yeah. out later um so yeah moved back home um money was cut off but i wanted to be back at western with my friends and my girlfriend right yeah. so i figured all that actually my wife figured it out for me how i was going to do it <laughs> she dealt with the counselors i had to go to occ for a year and recover my grades but i also had to pay for all of this so i, I was figuring out how i was going to do that started laying brick um and i i spent a year doing that and I was on a, a repair crew. Um, and then after that, my friend who was running it with me, he stepped out, started doing something else. He, he quit. So I was actually the foreman of that bricklaying crew. Kind I was, of fell into it? Yeah. And yeah. I was making great money. Yeah. Enough money to where I could have said, this is going to be my career and just walked away from school. But I didn't. Saved all that money. And I was able to pay for my education, um, room and board, and partying with the money I made in the summer. <laughs> So, yeah. um, that was a pretty good accomplishment. Um, went to OCC, got my grades up and then I went right back to Western and I graduated in 2006. So I want to jump back to something that I think, uh, I mean, personally, I don't think there's enough education around that you just mentioned. And I think it's a direct product of how we're raised and our, our parents, um, you said you're working and you saved all that money. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that value? Cause the, the, you know, you graduate high school and you either, act like your parents did with money mm -hmm. <laughs> or you just figure shit out from like, Oh, I have bills now what's happening. Like, <laughs> um, so at that age making good money, where does that discipline come from to like, I'm going to save this. So I like set goals, save money. Cause a lot of people don't grow up with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't, right. My parents were terrible. Well, my mom was terrible with money. And so I grew up terrible with money and I had to like learn, Oh, this is how to be responsible sure. with money. So do you like attribute that directly to your parents or was that something that? Yeah. I mean, my parents were part of that, but my grandfather was really good at saving money. Okay. He never made a ton of money and he, he died a, a millionaire. 
Um, I think the most his his biggest W two was thirty six grand, and that right. was nineteen eighty six. But anyway, I'm st- I'm not a great saver. I still like to spend my money. Yeah. But there was a goal, right? So I knew yeah. what I needed money for. Goal oriented. Yes, I okay. knew specifically how much I'd need for two semesters, roughly how much I'd need for um, books, and a general idea of how much I'd need for beer. So, <laughs> how I, often were you going back to Western to see your girlfriend at the time when you were? It was like every other weekend play. we'd okay. swap back and forth. That's cool. Yeah, we missed a few here and there, yeah. but so, pretty much we saw each other every weekend. Before you go back and you're doing the bricklaying, mm-hmm. is that something, looking back in hindsight, is that a job that you're super happy you had because it's a skill that you like, oh, yeah. know now? Mm-hmm. Is that something you've used in, like, you know, you have a house now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you've used? That- yeah. Um, honestly, I, I've, I've used that skill more for friends and family than yeah. on my own yeah. personal house. That's not, I mean, it's nice. I, I, I just think back, people are always like, Justin, how do you know how to do, like, drywall and tile and crap? I was like... I didn't, and I found like a job on Craigslist when I lived in LA. <laughs> like, right, the guys like I'll teach you how to do this stuff, and it was like less than a year, and I remember how to do everything, and it's been like the most valuable trait that I've ever learned. Oh, absolutely, it's, that's nuts. Vocational stuff. Yep. Go learn it, kids. <laughs> um, so you go to Western. You the rest. Do you, what did you did you go back in engineering? No, okay. um, went back to the business college, and it, yes. my former or formal degree is sales and business marketing. Okay. Um, you graduated 2006, you said? Correct. And then you're still with the girlfriend because mm-hmm. you eventually marry her. Correct. <laughs> I married her that summer. Oh, okay. Yep. That summer before you, what, which summer? After I graduated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So 2006, summer 2006. Did you guys graduate at the same time? Uh, we graduated with our undergrad at the same time. Okay. And then she immediately went into PA school. Okay. And what did you do? Started selling payroll software. And were you staying out there at that point, right? Bought a house. Did she go to school out there too yeah for that for the she went to western for pa too yep okay yep. so i so, bought a house in portage how old are you at this point 2006 so you're what 23 yeah bought a house 22, at 23 22 yeah i bought a house at, wow 22 years old <laughs> good for you <laughs> oh thanks i still have it uh, that's oh really you rent it out mm-hmm. so oh because you bought that what a couple years before the bubble <clears throat> or a few years before yeah. the bubble yeah well i didn't get so lucky with that one because when we moved back to grand blank we were like dead nuts even so i probably would have to i don't know pay like three grand in closing costs to sell it yeah so i decided to put a renter in it and it worked out really well yeah that's good now during the bubble in the middle of the bubble i bought my house in grand blank i got super lucky with that i mean i, I paid pennies on the dollar for that yeah house. i mean that was the time to buy correct but the people that bought like the year before that <laughs> right you right. got really screwed over yeah so uh so that's crazy you buy a house at 23 which i can't even fathom i know (laughs) i think at 23 i just moved back from la i was sleeping on my friend's couch well i was going through the motions of do i want to put money into rent and not own anything or do i want to go to the bank and see if they'll give me money and then this everything i do to this house is going to benefit me one day do you Um, do you buy a house do you have the like do you do it uh uh, conventionally do you have the 20 percent and or did you do like an fha or just curious, obviously. You I don't think have to we answer. put no. That's fine. <laughs> we had the twenty percent, but there were a few improvements we wanted to do, so I put like ten percent down. Okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, that I. Now I don't want to like focus too much on money. I just think that like that's super impressive. A that you were like, I have a goal. I'm going to save for this, and then you went back to school and you got your degree. Yeah. And so then... back to saving, right? Yeah. My grandfather again was a good saver. He yeah. gave all the kids a 
decent amount in mutual funds. Yeah. So that was our down payment. Nice. So we were able to cash those and put it straight into the house. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's a good investment to put it into. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, and that's, you still have it today. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, when did you leave there and come back to, or not back? So is she from Grand Blank? She's from Redford. Okay. She's Hood. So how do, how do you end up in Grand Blank? What, um, what decides I was, that? At the time, I was with Wells Fargo, okay. and um, I got an assignment to take over the Saginaw branch. So we were, I would have loved to move back to, like, to the north edge of Clarkston, but yeah. the drive was a little much. Yeah. So we relocated to Grand Blank. Okay. And what year is that? You 2009. Coming? Okay. Yep. And then shortly after that, Wells Fargo Financial like closed everything. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was perfect timing because um, the owner of the, the software company I was, I was selling for, he got a hold of me and said, I want you to open up um, a branch for Eastern Michigan because that company is based nice. in Grand Rapids, right? So the day that I was about to put in my resignation letter at Wells Fargo, they call a conference call for the entire company. And I knew for a fact that this was either really good or really bad. There was yeah, nothing there's, in between. There's <laughs> not a separate thing. Surprise. So I, I kind of held on to the letter, right? Yeah. And they get on there and they said, um, yeah, you know, we're closing the entire division. Everybody's losing their job. I'm like, oh, Sorry. <laughs> Glad I held on to this. Because um, if I had turned it in, I would have forfeited the severance they yeah. gave me. And this is before shit went down with Wells Fargo? Oh, well before. Yeah. Yeah. So they were just like, that That part was not going yeah, well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And in hindsight, like, you know, I don't want to say I was part of it, but I can see, like, where they had predatory lending. Because yeah. I was specifically subprime. And we were tasked with selling subprime loans yeah. to <laughs> A-paper customers when they could have qualified for great rates. Yeah. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day, possibly offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the housing market. Yeah. Um, so you're you're continuing sales, mm-hmm. and you go. Do you so you get a job for Eastern, or selling to Eastern? Selling to the Eastern Michigan market. So Dominion Systems was a software company based out of Grand Rapids. Yeah. And they since 1970 they sold primarily to the west side of Michigan, so pretty much Lansing and West. And they said there's a great opportunity in the Metro Detroit market and probably north to Saginaw. So they hired me to build that side okay. and create a presence. So you weren't like living in Grand Blanc and driving down to Ipsy every day? No, okay. no. I had nothing to do with Eastern Michigan <laughs> University. Just, yeah. The That's why I was so confused at first. I'm still stuck in Western mindset. So yeah, I was like, oh, Western, <laughs> Eastern. And then you went to Central and then, you know, you went down to U of M. I get right. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was so confused. No, we're good. <laughs> so yeah, I, I developed the the market for the the east side of the state for Dominion Systems. And then uh, your wife is Clarkson out of group. school and yep. working already. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have how many kids now? Three. Three kids. Yep, we're done. When does when does kid number one come along? Oh, why would you ask that? <laughs> I'll he edit t- out this pause. <laughs> <laughs> he turned <laughs> 2011, I think. Okay. Yeah. A couple years after you guys move over here. Yeah. So, yeah. He turned eight this year. So, that would make 2011 make sense. I mean, if I'm doing the math, yes. <laughs> I agree. I think you'd know better than me, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's that like, having a, having your first child? Um, I'm kidless myself. I have, I have a cat. That's about it. <laughs> so, the whole during pregnancy, it was um, my life's about to change, freak out, yeah. everything else. Yeah. Um, but it's it's strange how it just all like falls in your lap and you automatically change for the better yeah. for that child. So it really wasn't um, becomes the priority and correct. No big deal. Yeah, life changes without you even knowing it. And yeah, yeah. It was it was easy. 
So how far apart are your kids? There are another the next two. So yeah, I've got eight. My next one will be six um, in October. Okay. And then my youngest. So I've got two boys. My youngest daughter, she is two. Now having two sisters, were you excited to get a daughter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you feel like you already. I mean, you're almost six years older than your youngest sister, right? Yeah. Well, uh, five. Yep. Five. Yeah. Yep. So were you kind of, even though dad was around, did you feel like you were? Kind of sticking up for her and telling oh, yeah. her how to do stuff. And, sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and now you get to do that with your own daughter. Yep. And I'm glad that I had boys first. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're best friends, so I think we've done something right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah, hate. No, yeah. That's that's awesome. So you have your first kid. Mm-hmm. You work's going well. Yeah. Work with your wife's going well. You guys got a house. Is this the same house you have now? Yeah. Okay. What's next? Oh, um, we bought the boat. That was a condition of me getting her pregnant. <laughs> Kids, sure, but I get a boat. Yeah, well, we had a boat, but then I upgraded it. So, um, And th- that was a, a good purchase. I think anyone that knows you will see post about boats. And... Yeah, I enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing wrong with that. Like what lake are you guys on? <clears throat> We're not on a lake, but okay. we trailer. Um, we'll go to Lake Fenton occasionally. Um, Holloway Reservoir. And a lot. all of our boats, or our friends have boats. Um, yeah. We spend... Usually we spend about a week up in Indian River every year. So you really, so I, I think this is a next level love of, of boats, like just boats, not just like, I want to live on the water, but boats. Cause a lot of people, I mean, won't get a boat unless they live on the water. Right. <laughs> so, but you're doing the commitment of. Yeah. And it's not that bad trailering. Yeah. It really isn't. And it allows us to go to different places. Yeah. Like this year I drove all the way to Missouri. Nice. And that was a lot of fun <laughs> to race the boat. I saw those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> How fast did you go? 81 miles an hour. Which is insane. <laughs> it was, I mean, there was, someone went 203. So do, you, do you wear a seatbelt when you do that? No. I feel, oh, I just feel like at that speed, I would just feel like I'm just going to go, boom, bounce out of the freaking boat. It's like a blackout situation. Like when you're doing it, you're yeah. like completely in the zone and every, all the other sensory is just like completely. Oh yeah. Like gone. a race on a car. Cause yeah. I mean, you screw something up. You... <laughs> yeah. You're focused on like keeping the boat. Um, that's nuts. Yeah. But anyway, um, so what's next? So um, fast. Luckily, like all of our friends started having kids around the same time. So yeah. um, we stopped going to bars. Not that we did that that often, but yeah, yeah. It, it was, we had just as much fun, but it was different fun. Yeah. So we started having like dinner parties and house parties yeah. and we, we kept our group pretty tight. Um, again, small group. Grew but, up a little bit. Yeah. Grew, <laughs> up, grew up a lot of it. Um, I mean, there. I think the reason I'm still alive today is because I met the woman and married the woman that I did. Yeah. Um, she offset me very well. Um, I'm less mature than I should be. <laughs> yeah. So um, what are what are some of the going from, I mean, even maybe high school or before high school to now, like what are some of the bigger struggles that you went through that you had to mm, overcome to get to where you're at today? I've got uh, tremendous focus issues. And it's, it's, I've learned to curb that. Like I've learned how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but that was a lot of, like when I was younger, a lot of my struggles with, getting great grades you know i did okay yeah um but yeah i've got a incredible just paying attention with, yeah i, I get like, off track all all the time adhd type stuff yes <laughs> okay. absolutely that was the official diagnosis okay yeah um but i do find you know ways to to deal with it i have to stay busy yeah so you know that leads to anxiety a lot of times right the the adhd thing so um, I find that like if I sit around and I'm not doing anything, that'll lead to a lot of my anxiety yeah. and like looking back at what did I accomplish? Kind of like boredom. Today. Correct. Yeah. 
So I have to like constantly be doing something, trying to accomplish something, know that I did something today that means something. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not a bad goal to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I, I, uh, I get every other Friday off today. <laughs> awesome. Um, and it's so easy to just sit there and <laughs> like today I was like, Oh, it's Friday the 13th. I could watch all my Friday the 13th movies, uh-huh. but you know, then I would watch 20 hours of movies and feel like I did nothing. Um, were you actually diagnosed with ADHD? Mm-hmm. How old were you when that happened? Um, I was a teenager, probably 16 or 17. Was that just something <clears throat> grades were slipping or something or did you? Yeah. And like, they noticed like the telltale signs, but yeah. they tried a host of different drugs on me and, None of them seemed to work. The last one was... Ooh, what kind of drugs did they try? Oh, great ones. <laughs> uh, I think Stratera was the one that I hated the most. Um, they on Ritalin? No, they never tried that. Wellbutrin, that one was terrible. I couldn't sleep. Um, and then Adderall was the last one, and okay. I just despised it. Is this podcast rated PG? No. Fuck that. Okay, yeah. I, I, I fucking hated Adderall. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I stopped taking all that and learned ways to deal with my attention deficit disorder, ADHD, hyperactivity disorder on my own. And, uh, believe it or not, caffeine helps quite a bit and <laughs> being active, working out, which I've stopped doing. I need to start doing that again. Welcome to my life. Um, um I'm by no means am I a meathead, but like yeah. physical activity Yeah, that will really like bring me back to earth. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I mean, exercise in general and not, not, you don't have to be a meathead. Right. <laughs> just, I mean, cardio yes. <laughs> will just help keep you more balanced. Well, even like if you have aggression issues, it yeah. helps. Oh, yeah. Right. Aggression, depression. All of it. Uh, attention deficit hyperactivity yes. disorder. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the fucking house and do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the boredom, I mean, like you said before, boredom is, is such a trigger for most people in mm-hmm. anything that you have an issue with. Because when you just sit there, you're alone with your thoughts or you're not right. accomplishing things, you beat yourself up and you yep. cycle and... Well, and now there's social media and you're like, oh, my friends went and did something. I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. What did I do wrong? <laughs> and then you know, social media in itself, the yeah, scrolling, it's... the endless scrolling. Yes. Um, you, you, I imagine, are someone similar to me just because the amount of times I see you on Facebook <laughs> that uh, I imagine you mindlessly pick your phone up a lot and just open the app. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. If I ever find myself not able so, to sleep, that's usually why. Yeah. It's, that's an issue I have myself. Yep. Do you ever do a, a digital cleanse? No, I've thought about it, but like I've deleted the app before. Yeah. yeah. And then I downloaded it again yeah. like hours later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I try to do every January. I I try to go January, but it's it's a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll delete. I won't delete the accounts, obviously, but delete right. all the apps off your phone. And it's it's pretty messed up. I did it. Uh, it's stupid, but John Mayer <laughs> um, posted something years ago, mm-hmm. a decade ago. Uh, which is crazy to think about because it was on Twitter. How long has Twitter been around? God, okay. <laughs> it's probably like almost 20 years. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Our reunion's coming up, by the way. But go on. Yeah, to- oh, I'll plan it again. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> no, but he, he talked about it's like getting off social media, um, which obviously no celebrity actually sticks with and they all come right. back. But I was like, yeah, John Mayer's doing it. I'm going to do it too. Um, and that's what started every year and it turned out to be such a healthy thing i believe that you find like your your mind starts reacting to things better Mm because you're not just like ding 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 um and i i mean so many people out there are probably just like me and just pick up your phone like you're not even thinking about it it's almost like a reflex and then yeah you start and then all of a sudden you know 30 minutes go by (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> what have you done? Right, right. <laughs> and I've got a hard time. I, I've, I can't fight the urge to poke at people a lot of times, like when they say something stupid on Facebook, and it leads to saying regrettable things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're currently in Facebook jail. Yeah, <laughs> I, you let a prisoner into your house. Terrible. So I'm confused by that, too, because I've, uh, knock on wood, never been placed in, in Facebook jail. <laughs> So how long does that last? Three days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, how can you still use Messenger? I don't know. That's, I found that to be weird. You're like, hey, I'm in, I was like, then how is he messaging me? Maybe it's because it's a separate app. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. No, they, so they let me use Messenger. That's interesting. But my business account is, oh, is locked yeah. down. Everything is, which whatever. It was, it was a stupid. I didn't even think about something yeah. like that, though. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah, because I have, I mean, on my podcast account and all that crap. Like, yeah, if I got put in Facebook jail the day before I had to release an episode, that would be, oh, would be, be detrimental to Yeah, me. you'd have to come up with, like, a, <laughs> you should create a secondary profile just in case. I actually have a secondary profile, and I'll tell you the stupid reason why. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> uh, I, I sometimes, I haven't done this in a long time, probably because I'm not drinking right now, <laughs> but I sometimes go and do a Facebook Live and play music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the struggle I have with that is the camera is usually on the other side of the room because I'm gigantic and I have a guitar. Right. And uh, I can't see comments or requests or anything. So I made another account so I could have like an iPad right here and see. You made an account to stalk people's... yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the nicest way to put it. But uh, the thing I fucked up with is I used my name and everything. So now I have a bunch of friend requests. And oh, like, no, this is a fake account. Yeah. Mine is Jeffy Incognito. <laughs> See, yeah. that's a good way to do it. <laughs> so when I do get busted, I can tell people yeah. I'm in jail or I'll have my wife do it. But anyway, can it, can the other... it be Hefe? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hefe incognito. Something that I find fucked up about social media is um, the access that the younger kids have to it. Yeah. Because oh. they've completely lost empathy. Like you and I, when we grew up, um, if I was to look at you on the playground and call you a big fucking goon, I could see in your face yeah. that that really affected right now you. I'm terrified. Right, like, <laughs> like that that affects yeah. you, that hurts your feelings. And personally, that's something that I hate doing. Like yeah. that that like the reverse side of that upsets me pretty yeah. severely. Right. So then, like, I can see what the effect of that comment did you, and and you build empathy that way. You're like, I'm never going to do that again. Well, it helps you separate right and wrong. Correct. And, yeah. Now you call someone a fucking goon on Facebook. You never see other yeah. than like their retaliation. It's a bunch of fuck you back and forth. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't get you anywhere. Um, <clears throat> so I think that, there, that that's going to be something that, you know, as, as parents, it's our responsibility to teach our kids um, that you shouldn't be doing that. So that's something actually uh, you might be able to speak to because that children in this day and age frightens me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have any kids right now. Probably one in the future. That remains to be seen. Right. But, uh, I mean, being a parent of three, mm -hmm. and you said your oldest is eight? Yeah. So that's, what, second grade? Yeah. Third grade this year or second? Second. Second, okay. Um, what What is that like? Because that's, that's crazy to me. Even my nephew is, uh, he's older than eight. Mm -hmm. I have to, but... Like, I can't even imagine, because even he's got, like, he's got the iPad, and, and right. he's just got a phone, I mean, you can only dial like two numbers on it, but sure. like still, first of all, if there's anything we learned from our generation, because our generation, we had, we didn't have computers and then <clears> we <throat> like, we got the internet for the first time. Right. Um, we knew more about computers than our parents do. Yep. 
Can you fucking imagine what our kids know? <laughs> I'm not going to have to teach them about sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe you should because what they're learning online is definitely not. Right. Don't be Superman kosher. that hoe, whatever you do. Oh, my God. Um, so how how do you manage that as a parent? Technology? The, 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 well, yeah, and the, their accessibility to content. And how do you filter that if you're not, I mean, without being a helicopter parent and mm-hmm. being constantly hovering around and seeing what they're doing, like... Obviously, you want to instill certain values and hope right. that those are the things that dictate that. But as a kid, you're you're curious. You want to see stuff. You want to look up stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm. How do you how do you dictate that? How do you? I don't. Do that? <laughs> I don't. I but I I rely. My older my kids couldn't be any different. I, they're really close with each other, but they're complete yeah. like polar opposites, right? Um, I mean, they, they've got their similarities. They, you know, they've got enough in common to where they have a lot of fun. But my older one is very charismatic, uh, very outgoing. Um, he is fine making fun of himself. And if, if anybody makes fun of him, it's okay. It rolls off his back. My, my younger son, so my middle child, is very sensitive. Like, stuff affects him. It yeah. impacts him a lot more. Um, but I, I, with as far as exposure, I let them know, and they're both good about it. Like, if you see something on your iPad that you shouldn't be looking at, stop looking at it, let us know. Um, and I trust them to do it. They do. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that's a really important part of growing up. So I let them experience different things like that, but also know that like, if it feels wrong, stop doing it. Let me know. And they've, they've both been pretty good about doing, you know, Can listening you give me to an me. instance. Uh, yeah, that's... there was, um, they, we let them watch YouTube kids cause it's for children. Okay. And somebody had hacked YouTube Kids, oh. and one of the videos was, um, it was like a kid's video game. Yeah. Spider-Man was in it, but it was almost like it was Grand Theft Auto. Spider-Man was running around shooting people. Oh, wonderful. There's blood everywhere, and you're yeah. shooting kids and women and everything else. So my son, Warner, came up to me and said, this isn't right. So I was able to report it. That's pretty um, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's really good about that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, as far as, like people bullying him and him not caring yeah. uh we signed him up for gymnastics because he really wanted to do it That's he cool. also wants to play football and basketball but he wanted to do gymnastics and kids at school told him that gymnastics was only for girls yeah and he just laughed at that and he's pretty witty he goes so you're telling me i'm gonna be surrounded by girls <laughs> he takes after his dad pretty I awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah but then my um my middle child he is very frank and, yeah. like, if he sees somebody that is whatever you want to call it, looks different than normal to society, yeah. he has a hard time not pointing it out. Like, if the, if somebody, if a man is dressed like a woman or vice versa or they've yeah. got different hair or whatever, he'll, and it's better now that he's older, but he'll say, why is he dressed like that? Or yeah. if he'll see, like, a, a little person, you know, he can't help yeah. but point it out. Innocent curiosity. Correct. But, but correct. In, awkward moments yes. in public. Oh, it, terrible. So, like... <laughs> This was a you know a phenomenon about a year or two ago, which we've since curbed. Like he doesn't do it yeah. anymore. He's finally <laughs> old enough to understand. We don't stare, we don't point, we don't ask questions like yeah. that. Whisper in my ear, and I'll explain it to you. Um, but please don't be so vocal about it. <laughs> so, fortunately, we didn't. There, there was nothing that was like um, combative or anything. But um, yeah. those are things that you go through with kids because they simply don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's and I think a lot of that is is same stuff that we probably yeah went through as. And luckily, a lot of people where we ran into that are understanding. Yeah. You know, they know they probably feel different than the social norm. So, therefore, they look different than the social norm. Yeah. And 
Um, I never tried to like run away from it. I yeah, always I think explained the parents' to reaction is probably more important than what the kid says. Yeah. <laughs> like the kid says that and you're like, oh my God, you're right. We need to get away from here now. <laughs> then no, that, would be, no. that would be way different. Anytime it happened, I would do my best to introduce him to that yeah. person. Say, this is my son, Bronson. Who are you? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, forced him to, to face it and it's completely different now. So yeah, I'm just uh, the, the the parenting with devices today. It like freaks me out. Um, I will say like, props to you because it does sound like you guys raise them with a set of values that they know. That's how they need to react to stuff, and mm-hmm. that's going to be helpful in the future. I'm sure. Yeah, ho- hopefully it, it prepares them for whatever the real world throws at them. Yeah, real world's crazy place. Oh yeah, it's. it's <laughs> It's a tough bitch. Uh-huh. Um, I'm probably not allowed to say that. You can say anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what are you doing now? Um, waiting for a background check for a position that I'm going to be starting tentatively on October 7th. And it would be with a company. Um, I'd be representing them selling um, retirement plans for businesses, not for individuals. Okay, nice. Yep. Like uh, like 401k type stuff? Correct. Or? Okay. 401k, cool. pension, um, 403b for nonprofits. Nice. So usually it wouldn't be a startup, but it would be with a, a company who has an established 401k already. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what else I want to talk about. Struggles. I think we discussed struggles. Um, attention. The other One of the other struggles that, that comes with that too is with a racing mind. Yeah. Is um, I've gotten over this too, but for the longest time I felt that people tolerated me in my presence and didn't actually like me or want me to be there um because the the jeff that you see like the facade is not necessarily you know what made me successful and why i what drives me to do the things that i do yeah because um, that's boring that's waking up at 5 a.m before the kids are up that's preparing for sales call that's mapping your your stakeholders and spending at least two hours preparing for each sales call along the process right yeah. and then after they go to bed doing the same thing um and like having that tenacious drive to actually be perfect in each business setting each business environment yeah and that sounds awful to me that sounds completely fucking dreadful and that's not like the jeff that i want people to know so sometimes i'm a bit vulgar and off-putting right and and i'm okay with that and and sometimes i i a lot of times actually i do things just to get a fucking reaction like in in college um and that's how you got kicked off facebook (laughs) yes exactly in college i tried my best i only accomplished it once to to jump up in the air and remove my boxer shorts and land on my feet without dropping my boxer shorts and i did it in front of my roommate and he was both terrified and impressed at the same time and then i was like i'm fucking naked time to put some underwear back on yeah i didn't um so i I think that's funny that that you feel uh, a need to kind of create a facade because i think there is an aspect of the the waking up at 5 a.m and the the preparing the day Mm -hmm. and then the preparation at the end of the day um those are the steps that have made you successful right uh as an adult as as a parent i imagine uh, and something that i mean do you feel proud of those things because those are the those are aspects of course of course you know a lot of people say um surround yourself with like who you want to become right right you want like if you're hanging out with people that are like all your friends are smoking weed and not Mm -hmm. doing much you're probably gonna smoke weed and not do much. right right if you're hanging out with people that are uh going to school or, or their focus is on family or work or whatever that looks like because i think a lot of people think there's a line where if you're not like 
partying and having fun. You don't know how, and you're just focusing on this other stuff. Sure. But there's, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. Everything's a balance. Um, and I think the, the successful aspects of your, your life, your, your planning and your drive is such a respectable part of who you are that it might be something that I would, I would want to flaunt more myself. Yeah. But, it's, it's tough though, because I think Hollywood and has really, um, fucked up and tainted the perception of professional salespeople. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's, they, they don't do anything except, um, party hookers, cocaine, <laughs> Um, they're always out of the office at one o'clock, you yeah. know, they don't contribute to the business and they take huge paychecks home. Um, so like you've got to work really hard to break that perception and I try my best, but it's, it's never going to change because that's all the movies that Hollywood will ever put out about sales. They don't put anything in about the hard work that it takes to actually do your job. It's Wolf of Wall Street. It's boiler room. So, um, to a lot of people, salespeople are just crooks and they take money. Do you think that's an image that you project onto other people no god no. i mean i personally i don't think that i don't <clears throat> when i think of it i can see if i as someone doing sales if i went into a business i can see going in with the mindset that everyone in there might think that of me right but like and that's not your joe schmo at the coffee shop right. that you're talking to about what you do i don't think that, that person necessarily thinks that about you no it's it's more the the internal individuals at the company who think that a lot of times yeah. and a lot of times your, your close friends can, can think the same yeah. thing uh, because you know, I'll, I'll be on my boat sometimes when it's 85 degrees at three o'clock on a Wednesday, yeah. but it's because I put the work in to be yeah. there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I also think that that's probably why I do a lot of things with my hands and I don't hire people to fix my house. Um, and, and I try to stay humble as possible because yeah. I don't want that perception following me around. That's, I mean, that's not a bad goal to have. Right. Uh, I, I think it's funny, and I'm, I'm maybe way off base here, mm -hmm. but so talking about uh, essentially these two sides of you, right? The, the jokey, sometimes inappropriate, and then the super driven, um, more professional, uh, goal oriented person. Because mm -hmm. when you meant, so you mentioned your two, your two boys' personalities, and I was like, I wonder if that's like a split of you. Like one of them is a lot like this part of you. And the other one is a lot like this other part. It's of you. funny. They are. It's funny <laughs> that you picked up on that. They absolutely are. Okay. I, I just wanted to ask you, cause that's when you said that, that's what I was like, I wonder if those are huh. just two sides of you and each one kind of picked. <laughs> and maybe it's one things. side is me and one side is my wife. Cause yeah. she is absolutely <laughs> focused, professional and, and driven to, to yeah. be the best. Well, I imagine. Be. Yeah. Cause you, I don't think you two would have a successful marriage if you both didn't share that sort of drive. Oh God. No. If, if, yeah, if, if she was more like, um, Facebook and real yeah. world, Jeff, it would be a, a disaster. Cause so. how much of that after, after you get married, right after you graduate college, I mean, how much of the next however many years is you guys pushing each other? How much yeah. of a team effort is that? Quite a bit. You know, yeah. I had to push her to be more social Yeah. because if I let her, she'd probably sit Favorite. around and binge watch TV shows all day. Um, and she had to push me to be more organized, um, and stop burning the candle at both ends. Cause <laughs> yeah. I would do that yeah. too. I would party till two, three in the morning and still be up at five, six in the morning getting ready for work. So <clears throat> I cut way back on that. Like I actually have a bedtime now. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> so, wrong with that. I get up at five every day. Right. You won't find me at like past 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I try my best, but when football's on or, or yeah, whatever, I stay up pretty that late. Is, that is the struggle. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, that's, 
I say 10 o'clock, but that means I get in bed and I'm on my phone. For Diddle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take that how you want. Yeah. We have a TV in the bedroom. You have a TV in the bedroom? Yeah. So there's so this is like a stance people take, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, we don't do TV in the bedroom. I'm like, oh, uh, come on. are you? Have you heard of fucking Netflix? You don't have a fucking TV in the bedroom, <laughs> right? It's amazing. Uh, but now, and we have it too. So, sorry, I'm just going to list TVs. Oh yeah, there's a TV down here. We're in the basement. Mm-hmm. TV in the living room. TV in the guest room. It's TV in the bedroom. Probably put a TV in the office once I start working from home full time. Mm-hmm. And then Erica wants to put a TV in the kitchen. Yeah, go for it. I don't like the idea of a TV in the you kitchen. You can watch the Food Network while you're cooking. Um, I, the, the only thing, and she brought it up the other day, and I was like, ooh, good defense. We had football on. Mm-hmm. And I was down in the living room watching football. And she's like, see, this is an example. I'm in the kitchen. I'm making food. I can't watch the game. I was like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Th- is this a split level? <laughs> yeah. She has a strong point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If it was like a colonial, you could cut the wall out between the kitchen and your living room or family room or whatever you want to call it. And then you'd have line of sight. But being a split level, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on her side. Gaining input on this. (laughs) All right. One for Eric. Yep. Got it. She wins. Let's tally this up. Um, Um, I think another thing, like if you want a piece of juicy information for this, (laughs) uh, I'm I'm moderate and I don't want to get political on this because that's not the point. But I'm, I'm, I'm as close to the middle as it gets, but I am a Republican. Ouch. And I, I think <laughs> I think that's like well, the reason I bring it up <clears throat> is I would never ever try to convince a Democrat to not be a Democrat, and I would yeah. expect the same of you, right? Yeah. And I think the issue sometimes lies at the extremes. Yeah. So I think what is more important for you and myself to do is to remain planted in your political party, but be a better person. Because if, if there's a mass exodus of Republicans, right, if they're all of a sudden, hey, we're Democrats now, yeah. then you're going to be left with a shitty fucking pile of Republicans. So, and when I say I'm a Republican, I'm not a straight ticket Republican. I've voted Democrat before. Yeah. Um, but I think it's better that, that we have conversations, open conversations with each other so that, um, you know, like if, if I am in a situation or I have a Facebook friend that says something completely fucking out of control and outrageous yeah. that I condemn them for that. That I speak up and say, you're a piece of shit. Why would you even say that? Yeah. Right. And that coming from me, they're like, okay, maybe I was out of line, but coming from you as the fucking enemy, the Democrat, yeah. all you're getting is friction now and it's a back and forth. So I think it's really important that, that we coexist and that, that I try my best to be the best person I can be. Um, I'm not a registered Republican, but um, at the same time, like, like if you find that people are getting slightly out of line, you speak up and say something. Yeah. Because I'm still the same person that you knew two minutes ago. You're still the same person I knew two minutes ago. Yeah. I think on a human level, we all get along, <clears throat> and we push each other to be better for our communities. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's really um, the way that we're going to get around the noise and the way that we're really going to come to resolve in this country. Um, yeah, that's... I politics <laughs> no it's it's tough but like i said i think that's important that we get together like on a human level and yeah. have these conversations um at the same time too um you know what's working not sitting there and, and being loud on social media but i think that more of us can get out of our houses get off oh, our yeah. asses and volunteer more yeah um something that i've always been a um a really big supporter of is being a mentor in inner city schools and there's a organization called winning futures out of warren and they're in schools all over the place they're actually in pontiac and i volunteer haven't done it in a, a couple of years i'm going to be getting back into it as soon as i figure out my schedule yeah so i volunteer 
one hour a week and I'd go in there and I'd have three kids assigned to me during the school day and it was usually around lunchtime for me um, but I would teach them <clears throat> everything from job readiness skills writing resumes essays um, what do you want to do after high school like, yeah. what are your plans That's right cool um, one of the biggest the, the best emails I've received almost I'll, I'll admit it made me a little emotional um, <clears throat> last year I got an email from one of my former students or mentees whatever you want to call them from his Michigan State University email address, and he thanked me. Nice. Yep, he specifically thanked me. Uh, he didn't have a father in his life, um, but he thanked me for teaching him how to apply for school and pushing him to do so, and he, he gave me a lot of credit for his acceptance and, and being there and actually following through. That's awesome. So that was a, a good day, and I, I think that, you know, growing up white and probably privileged, yeah. it's important for me to be a, a positive role model for um, he, he was a black kid, right? Uh, and, and somebody who will actually listen to him and not point a finger at him and tell him exactly what to do, yeah. uh, but be open to him for what he thought was right for his future. And, um, I, I really hope more of us can do that. How long were you doing that for? Four years. That's, that's gotta be <clears throat> super rewarding. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But just so. And all of them, their perception is so off. Like so many of them think that they're going to be NBA stars. It's really funny. So you have to, you have to remind them. And I think that I probably helped because I'm six foot seven. You have to remind them that <laughs> such a small percentage of people do that. And I really want you, I, I hope that that happens for you. Yeah. But now what's, what's plan like a slash sub plan B or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there, there's not a lot of direction and yeah. that's incredibly helpful for them. Well, it's like, uh, so my friend, you know, Chris, Chris Cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had him on here and he was talking about, cause he's a pilot. Yeah. And, we were talking about how he became a pilot and he said, well, uh, my stepdad took me out when I was like, I think he said he was 14 or 15. He's like, what do you want to be? He's like, I'm going to be an astronaut. He's like, okay, if you can't be an astronaut, (laughs) what do you want to be? He's like, well, I guess I still want to be like up in the sky. I'll be a pilot. And that's like how he decided to be a pilot. Um, he must've hung out with Carrie Leninger too much. (laughs) I don't know that reference, but her uncle was an astronaut. (laughs) Okay. Well, she, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I'll have to reach out to her next. <laughs> um, but that, it's, it's funny because, yeah, I think at that age we all have this, like, because you, you want to tell kids, like, you can do anything. Right. But at the same time you want to be like, mm, but you should probably, like, have a more grounded idea <laughs> yeah, of what realistic. you're going to do. Because mm-hmm. the chances of you, like, making millions of dollars at 18 or 19 years old. With, Slim to none. Like, yeah, with the zero education, like, not good. Million- so to make as a household to make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, yeah, I'm not talking about my income. By the way, let's be very clear about loud and clear about that. Because I make five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's like the ninety eighth percentile. So yeah. put that into perspective, like yeah. how expensive life has gotten, and a lot of those people are still living paycheck to paycheck. When yeah. we grew up, we didn't have three hundred dollar cellular bills for an entire family and <laughs> two cars that cost five hundred dollars a month each. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I, I think the benchmark at one point was a hundred thousand dollars and that's like blown out of the water now. Oh yeah. That's it's fucked up. <laughs> and I was actually discussing this recently too, is, um, there's, there's a, I forget the level of the income, but there's some level where like things stop changing. Like you get to a certain spot and you're, it's just like, you just have this money. Oh, oh okay. Um, I know what you're saying. Like, obviously there's going to be a difference between like, I make $500,000 a year and I make $4 billion. A year. Right. Right. But, right. Um, there's there's a like a level of comfort where 
you know, you you know how much your bills are, but it's mm-hmm. not like throw everything on auto pay because it doesn't fucking matter. It's right. going to come out of that account. Blah, blah, sure. Blah. Um, and that amount has changed so much. And you start adding in, I mean, so we, can, we can get into all sorts of subjects, but you start adding in student loans and mm-hmm. um, that amount, I think, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong, but Hassan Minaj. No, maybe I didn't say it wrong. No, that's right. Um, he he just was in front of Congress talking about student loans and how most of the con- most of the congressmen, who I think on average they said have been in office for thirty three years each, which is wow, some crap what a like career. That. <laughs> That's insane. Um, they when they went to college, it was sixteen grand a year, mm-hmm. and now it's like thirty grand a semester. <laughs> it's it's yeah, that um, bubble will burst. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's the the amount of financial strain on our generation and our i mean i don't can't even imagine what our kids generation is going to look like is so much different than it was yeah for our parents i think that um there's going to be another rise in interest in the trades yeah um because that was taboo for our generation for whatever reason it's still an education it's still an opportunity to make great money like i know welders who make damn near two hundred thousand dollars a year um I think what that's going to do is kind of push back on the incredibly high cost of a formal education. Yeah. Um, my middle child loves working with his hands, and if he wants to go to trade school, then his college fund is going to go for paying for his tools or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And I'm all right with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and that's I mean, it, they're necessary fields too. Oh fuck yes. And you can you can make a lot of money like HVAC the, stuff. You yeah, can make electrical. A lot of money. Yeah, the electrical, electrical you can union in Detroit right now cannot hire enough electricians. Yeah. All you have to do is pass the test, and then they pay you eighteen dollars an hour to learn how to be an electrician. Yeah. When you're done, you do top your, out at like thirty six bucks an hour. Yeah, and you're you can make as much money as you want to because you can haul up on storm duty and you're getting paid per DMs and you're getting paid yeah. double time. It's yeah, like there's money to be made. Yeah, just figure out what you want to do and what kind of life you want to live, and you can you can do it. Yeah, just gotta take away that perception from all the tv shows and and news and everything we grew up with and i think the other thing that pisses me off equally though is these fucking people who post these memes with fucking line workers or welders and they're like show this to my teacher who told me i would amount to nothing if i didn't get a college degree well to be fair a trade school is still school you have to pass that shit you've got to be smart enough and you have to have the capacity to do it yeah so um i think the, the the real common denominator is have some drive and fucking do something yeah that is what makes successful people successful yeah and i think uh bring this all full circle um and bring it all back to what i mentioned earlier with uh what we're educating kids about uh financial uh, budgeting stability Mm -hmm. hardships uh making make having a job making a living like what that looks like because that's it's not a class in high school right it's a, it should be it should be because <laughs> uh, you're just kind of thrown out there and be like here you go and then the first four years now they're like oh well you just take loans out you'll be fine yeah. and then after that you can figure it out and then you get a bunch of fucking 25 to 30 year olds that are like the fuck am i supposed to do now <laughs> right um that was a fun five years yeah i just i i i get passionate about it because i don't I can't fathom what my life would be like if I had like a semester or two in high school. It was like how to manage money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause depending on how you're raised up, you don't have a good idea of it. I mean, well, some sure. people are, are fortunate and do. And some people like myself are like, 
Uh, my mom paid the cable bill with fucking pennies. When yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> well, the difference from kids who finish college with debt and then kids who finish college debt free and a gift of cash to start your life is yeah. massively different. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's real. Like that happens. Yeah. It's a. It's easy to think about student loan debt as not real debt. Oh God. <laughs> My wife still has some, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. In yeah. that field, I'm pretty sure you, you have to. It was expensive, but yeah. anyhow. I got nothing. Cool. <laughs> I, I had fun. Well, yeah, thanks for doing that. I think we, we covered a wide range of subjects we there. all over the place. Towards the end. That's the ADHD. Um, hey, that's that works well in this format, <laughs> so that's fine with me. All right, you just listened to episode eight with Jeff. Uh, I love the part where he talks about uh, the facade he puts on, how he he doesn't think people want to hear about the successful person that wakes up at 5 a.m. and is working really hard. I mean, that's that's the person I think that you want to know, you know, Uh, as someone that constantly puts on uh, the sense of humor mask and has been for my entire life. So it's part of my identity. <laughs> it's uh, I, I love that he separates the two people and recognizes it, but it's, uh, it's crazy to me that he thinks the, the driven successful version of himself is the one that he thinks people would be less interested in. It's wild. I think we all do that. You know, I mean, that's what social media is, right? Putting out, uh, whatever image you want people to think of you or, or how you want yourself conveyed. It's, it's good stuff so let me know what you guys think and if you have any uh topics or thoughts or subjects or anything you want to cover go ahead and shoot me on instagram or facebook or, or twitter for that matter instagram and facebook at friend request pod and twitter friend request jl thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you next week